to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Dietitian Values podcast. I sat down to record, well, I thought I was going to record something for you about a question for reflection. And then I was writing some notes and I've completely changed track. So today's podcast episode is going to be on accountability or holding ourselves to account or, or the whole kind of premise of that action or that idea that we need to be held accountable. So firstly, I want to be very honest and upfront with you to say that I don't personally hold much stick in the whole concept of accountability. And I'm going to explain why and also offer some alternatives today. So if the idea of accountability hasn't always felt um, like it aligned for you, or perhaps you have been in spaces or you are, you feel like you're looking for some sort of accountability, I encourage you to take a listen and perhaps to get curious about what it is you're really looking for when we talk about accountability. Because if we go to the dictionary and if you know me or you've been hanging out here anytime, you'll know I'm a bit of a word nerd and I love to dig into the meaning of words, particularly their origins and where they came from. Because I find that a lot of the words we use today, um, they have been co-opted by the values of our culture. Now, accountability, um, interestingly, is one that's probably kind of um, kind of held its ground, I suppose, a little bit um, in that the origin of the word to be accountable was to be liable to be called to account. So basically to count as in numbers and things. And so it was used in the idea of um, to produce account of things left in your care. So if you were asked to take care of or be a a steward of money or property, etc. You know, you are asked to be accountable to that, to be responsible for it. Um, Another really interesting one, which I feel like uh, tracks with the current use of the word accountability or accountable in a lot of like um, our current culture values driven spaces is to render a reckoning. (laughs) Sounds a little bit ominous. Anyway, so these are the kind of origins of the word accountable or to be held accountable. And I think that often it can be something that we go searching for because we have been told, whether it's been explicitly or not, through the values of our culture, through the programming of our culture, through the values of all the different spaces we're part of, family of origin, educational institutions, workplaces, etc. We've been asked to believe that we cannot be trusted, that we can't trust our bodies, that we can't trust that we won't do things or get things done. You know, we have this whole concepts of things like laziness and this, um, the idea that these certain behaviors being, or, or, you know, ideas of, of not producing, you know, being, being linked to these things. So to be accountable traditionally meant to, you know, to just 
um, be able to count or to have a count of what you held. And now what it tends to be is to basically that's sort of been extrapolated into be able to count on what you can produce. So to be accountable or to have spaces of accountability is all about getting us to do things right or, or or feeling like we need it because we can't trust ourselves or we lack motivation or we're lazy, et cetera, et cetera. Insert any kind of cultural um, shaming statements or paradigms around that. And so that's where we off to that. And we feel like we need to be accountable. You know, I've got these goals and I need someone to hold me accountable. A lot of it comes down to trust, trust in ourselves. And like I said, a lot of that's been undermined by the programming and conditioning of our culture and spaces. And so we come, as my friend James Olivia would say, uh, James Olivia Chu Hillman, um, we come by it honestly, now what? And so when we rec- when we can recognize that, um, or for me, as I've gone through the process, is, is asking them, what is the very human need that we are trying to meet underneath that? Because often, even when we are acting into the values of the culture, the values of the system, we're trying to get a need met. And usually that is a very human need um, that we have. And so I suppose for me, I went digging in is what is it? What's the need that we are trying to meet through this idea of accountability? And the things that I came up with, and these might be, you know, these are my thoughts and where I've got to with it. And I'm sharing this in case it resonates and aligns with you and not as the only way to think about this. So I'm always curious to hear how things land with you, but also to hear your thoughts on this. So if you've got different thoughts or if this is something you've been noodling on, I would love to hear from you. So where I have got to, so what are the needs um, or the needs that we are looking for? So I think one of them is connection connection to other people for most of human existence humans have done things in community and connection and so the idea of being held accountable or having an accountability buddy or an accountability coach etc is one way we can meet that need for connection so if we just take the word account uh, the idea of what accountability is out of it we just think about what is the need that we're trying to get there Um, one is about connection I think, and connection to yourself, definitely connection to um, your values and connection to other people because humans thrive in connection. Um, And so because we have traditionally, not traditionally, sorry, but because over time our traditional avenues, I suppose, for accessing connection through community, villages, et cetera, has been... um, sometimes it's been removed and sometimes it's just made it hard to do that or harder to do that because of the way where, you know, things are set up and we're encouraged to think and feel, Um, which, you know, doesn't mean it's not possible. But connection is one of the needs I think that we are looking for in that. One of the other ones, and um, a a good friend, um, Angela Morris, wraps some words around this whole concept because what I find is when I'm in community and connection with other humans, Um, It's not even that I need them to, you know, support and cheer and push me along, but just the fact of being in conversation with people, talking about my thoughts and ideas, hearing other people talk about what they're up to is this whole idea of relational inspiration. And so the inspiration and the momentum that comes from being in those connections, um, one of my interests outside of business and work stuff, because I have them. And if you, I encourage you to cultivate some too, um, is around things like um, preserving food and um, doing things around that. And 
what has happened, you know, previous to our kind of like current iteration of culture um, or lack thereof for, for most um, white people, uh, that I, I am one of those, um, is that we did that kind of work. We did preservation work. We did cooking work in community and connection. And baking the daily bread wasn't something that people necessarily did in their own homes, everyone doing their same thing, um, the thing by themselves in isolation, but there was a communal bread oven. Um, things like, you know, Passata days that you see in, well, my my point of reference for the Australians um, listening along is looking for Ala Brandy, um, which you might be familiar with if you grew up in Australia, which has this big scene, amazing scene about Passata day or, or tomato day where they meet up to bottle the family Passata. Um, I've got a friend here in Canberra or close by in Canberra who's also a dietitian and their family has salami salami day probably I think it extends over a weekend where they go home and they make the salami with her Italian family um so a lot of those things were done in connection and so it wasn't that you had to like get yourself motivated to get the things happening it just was something that you did and because you did it in community and did it in connection that was the the piece that was quote-unquote motivating I suppose or that's sort of part of that getting that relational inspiration doing things in connection and so I think that's another need that we often look for in these spaces when we when we are what we're calling accountability um, and accountability spaces. Um, and I think the other thing is because we've been encouraged to outsource our self trust, we're looking for that trust, and we're looking for that way to build trust in ourselves. And we've been told by um, many messages across our lifetimes and experiences um, that we can't trust ourselves and that the place that we gain trust is outside of ourselves through other people, you know, and if you're somebody who works with humans around their relationship with food and bodies, you'll know this well from diet culture, which encourages people to outsource their trust in their body. You can't trust your body. You trust me. You trust this source of knowing and information, which is diet culture. The same thing happens within the business world and within the whole idea of like, you know, attaining or achieving goals is that you need someone to hold you accountable. You can't trust yourself that you need this person to keep you on track, quote unquote, to be the one that tells you, you know, if you are going the right or wrong way, you know, um, quote unquote. <laughs> so accountability is what I was wanting to talk about. And so what I, so they're the kind of very needs, like the needs behind it. So I think that it's not necessarily the concept itself, but often asking ourselves why. So similarly with things that you might look outside of yourself for is thinking, well, why? Why does that come about? And now what? What can we do differently? Or how can we still meet those needs and do it in a way that actually works for us? I think that the most ultimate thing, um, you know, that we could replace accountability for um, with is our values. And you know me, obviously, I'm very biased about values. But having a space of our values to ground in that we can come back with because asking for accountability is asking for somebody or something outside of ourselves to make us to hold us to account to make us account for what we are doing for our actions our values offer a gentle internal space to ground into where we can ask ourselves am I moving towards my values? Is this choice values aligned where we can hold ourselves gently accountable and I don't even like 
you know, love the word account, um, accountable, but where we can check in really um, is with, are you making choices that move you towards your values? Remembering that being values aligned is not an end point. It's not a perfection state and it's not a self-flagellation tool, that it's actionable and aspirational so that you're making changes, um, making choices and a concerted effort to take action that aligns with your value while recognizing that also your values are something you're aspiring to as in you're working, um, you're developing towards as opposed to um, I suppose aspiring to in the way of like that should, that shoulding on ourselves. So to be different, um, just to kind of delineate between those two ways of thinking of aspirations. Um, So accountability, the idea I think has become – this outsourcing of our trust in ourself or this outsourcing of our our ability or our our trust that we can make choices and take action that takes us where we want to go. Sometimes we can get stuck in those and sometimes it's taking inaction is the most values aligned thing too, let us let us point out. And so if we think about why we all think about we need accountability, like I said, there's those very human needs that we are meeting and there's also those cultural ideas of, um, you know, we won't be productive, we won't get anything done, you know, I'm never going to get my business started or if nobody holds me accountable. And I believe, and I have witnessed it myself, that if you ground your business in your values, if you lay that values-based foundation, you don't need an external accountability. You don't need something external to yourself holding yourself to account. Your values can serve a similar function in a much more human-centered way, in a much more um a much less um, capitalist um, supremacy culture values-based way through your values, your values-based way of taking action or inaction of moving towards what is important to you, building the world you want to see and the business that you want to have, the life you want to be living. Um, And so if something, if accountability or being accountable is something that you feel like you need or something you've been playing around with or thinking about, or maybe it's something that's rubbed you in in the wrong way a little bit because there's maybe a values misalignment, you've been kind of digging into it, then I would love to know how this lands for you. And I would love to offer up that idea of asking yourself, what are the needs? What are the human needs um, that I'm trying to meet through this? And where can you know, you build that trust in yourself. And part of that is practice, you know, practicing our values, practicing showing up, practicing taking action or inaction that moves us towards our values. And part of it is taking care of ourselves, our nervous system regulation and grounding that on the other side of things. Um, So we are responsible. So we take responsible because another part of accountability is that outsourcing of our personal responsibility. So when we are holding ourselves accountable or my alternative of when we are grounding in our values and taking values aligned action or inaction, um, then we are taking responsibility, personal responsibility um, for ourselves and our actions and not needing to be held to account. Um, And sometimes as we start flexing that kind of muscle and making that practice, it's so helpful and supportive to be in spaces where you are, can be held, um, where you can find that um, space of support, of connection, of relational inspiration, of 
validation of cheerleading of whatever it is that you might need of maybe that kind of momentum that comes from being in connection and community maybe it's like the the metaphorical um tomato day of your business where you sit you know where you meet up with people instead of making passata you're making um making you know changes to your business you're making your setting strategy and plan in your business um, much like yeah laying down a year's worth of Posada so that is what I wanted to talk to you about today Um, and of course I'd love to offer up Radical as a space for that Radical is a six-month space of laying the values-based foundation for your business Um, and maybe I'll rebrand it as like the business version of Posada day of tomato day (laughs) Um, that goes for six months so basically it's a space where we come together and we do I do share information and and things that I've um, like ideas like this where I've kind of like dug into things as a, as a topic or a conversation starter or a, a starting point and we also definitely um, do a lot of conversation and connection it's a space to build that self-trust or practice building that trust in yourself that you are the expert in you. You are the expert in what your values-driven business looks like. You are the expert in what follow-through on your vision, on your values looks like. And that is the space that um, Radical is for. So if it's something that interests you, I'll drop the link in the show notes. Um, If you like to go old school, you can type it in dietitianvalues.com forward slash radical. Um, And if this is something that's resonated for you, if you've had conversations about why accountability maybe feels a bit off for you with people, um, if this episode connects with um, what you've been thinking about or had conversations in the past about, then please feel free to share it um, and pass it on to somebody who you think would appreciate this conversation. Okay. Well, that is it. I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. And until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.